0: Um, so they give me his manager's number, uh, his campaign manager's number. I call him. It was yeah, we're um, we're up by. Uh, it says Father, Father Bernard Court. So Andrew Yang was up in Uppers.
1: Welcome back to another episode of In the Isle. As always, I'm your host Christina, and if you couldn't tell, that was a clip from. This week's guest, Brendan Flaherty, who is somebody that I'm very excited for you all to meet later on. I think that his takes, especially on climate change and the environment, are super interesting and I'm really looking forward to you guys getting to know him a little bit and what he has to say later on this episode. I will say off the bat, this episode is going to be a little bit different than episodes I've had previously. So, for starters, there will be no D cubed this week, and I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Secondly, we will still have the news recap in this segment and the news analysis in the next segment. However, we are only going to be focusing on two topics in terms of that. The reason for that is really kind of tying into what the title of this episode is, which is just finally. And to me, a lot of the things that have happened this week. Have just made me feel like at this point, but like finally, like something's happened, something's been done, and you know, I'm sure you guys already know where I'm going with this. So we'll save it for that for the news recap. But I, out of respect of what's happened this week, I think that I really just want to focus on you know the main issues that we saw and just keep things simple. Which of course, we'll we will start by doing with the news recap. But it's just a way to, for me personally to, to be respectful of again what's happened this week and to give you information that I think is the most pertinent and then there's a lot of other political things that happened this week which we could go over but you know I figured if you want to learn more you can you can do that yourself you can use google it's a wonderful resource to find articles about what's happened this week in the political news but I think that it's sometimes really important to just like take a step back and and kind of pinpoint what's important and I think what I'm going to be talking about in the news recap is going to be doing that so this is how this episode is going to go down. We are going to do the news recap and then we are just going to jump right into the interview that I have with Brendan. So I think it ties in really well with like what I wanted to talk about this week, the areas I wanted to focus on, and um, you know, kind of balances out like the more serious stuff that we'll be talking about in the beginning. So what I am planning on talking about this week is of course, you know, the what came out of the George Floyd trial, as well as talking about the environment and the climate, because of course we had Earth Day this week. And I think those two two things in themselves are extremely important and things that we don't spend enough time on in our day-to-day lives. And I think that's why I really want to spend the time to focus on that this week. I think it's extremely important for us to become more engaged and more knowledgeable in those areas. So that's what I will be doing for you all today. Now that that is out of the way, let's get right into what I want to talk about today and go over the news recap for you all. Okay, so the first thing that we're going to talk about is, of course, what came out of the George Floyd trial this week. So after weeks of being in court, Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all accounts in terms of murdering George Floyd. For those of you who don't know, and I would truly be shocked at this point if you didn't have some idea of what went on in this case, Derek was the one who put his knee on George Floyd's neck for almost 10 minutes. And there's a video footage of of what happened and you you can look into that for yourself. But he was the one who really basically murdered George Floyd. And you had one side in the court argue that the force that Derek used was necessary and just to subdue. George Floyd. Other side, of course, in in defense of George Floyd, argued that it wasn't just at all, and it actually, you know, led to the murder of George Floyd, and it was unnecessary to be using that much force. Chauvin's sentencing will be coming in about two months' time, and he will be in jail, or I should say, really prison, up until his sentencing. And the trials that will be happening for the other officers involved. That day that George Floyd was murdered will happen later on this year. I will not be making any predictions or looking at that in the future. I will just be focusing in the analysis on what happened with Officer Chauvin in George. And this is all I'm really actually going to share for information in terms of the recap today. And part of the reason for that is, and this is this is hard to put into words, so bear with me for a second. But I think at this point, if what happened to George Floyd doesn't rock you to your core, then the basic details that I gave you is really all you were, you were going to be concerning yourself with. Like at this point, if you aren't interested in learning more what happened that day, or none bothers you what happened that day, then I truly don't know what at this point is going to change that for you. I implore you to listen to part two where I analyze that as the best that I can as a privileged white person an outsider looking into the situation and how this impacts government and politics as well as society. But, you know, for the people who are listening to this, like who were rocked to their core, what happened with George Floyd's murder, and then again what happened this week, you know, I'm, I'm kind of putting the ball in your court. One of the most effective ways that I have found to improve being an ally is doing the research on my own and I hope that this is coming off the way that I, I'm intending for it to come off because I'm not saying that you aren't already um, engaged or involved or you know your stuff but I think this is one of those things where it's you have to kind of learn on your own and it'd be easy for me to dictate all the information to you but I think there's there's so much I can get out of you know looking into this yourself and. Doing again, the research and you know learning and growing that way, and a lot of the times like learning how to be a better ally, like from this really terrible, unfortunate situation that happened to George Floyd. So that's all I'm going to say on that. So I hope that if you are somebody who was really bothered by what happened and disgusted and want to see change, that you take this kind of as your calling card to to do that, to start researching, to understand what happened, understand how you can help in the future. Because it's so like, I, and we've talked about this in the past. You know, with I know with Ishmael and you know other people on this podcast, it's so easy to share a post to you know rely on others to give you information. But at some point, I think it needs to come from within. So that is why I'm keeping it very brief with the trial, and in the analysis, I can tell you I'm really going to focus on, and you know what this means for our society in particular with government and politics, because a lot of things actually have come out this week that are, I think, in my opinion, really positive signs of change that haven't been highlighted as much for, for natural reasons. I mean, the, the verdict itself in that trial was was huge, and we've had other things happen this week. And I do, and I just don't want that information to get swept under the rug and not on your radar. So that's what I will be doing in part two. But again, take this as your sign to, to go out and to learn a little bit yourself and to already improve on the foundation that I'm sure a lot of you already have, you know, in learning how to be a better ally and learning how to, how to help in situations. The other piece of news that I have for you all this week has to do with you know, c- circling around Earth Day and the environment. And we learned actually that Biden has a plan to get the United States more involved in climate change talks that are currently happening. So his plan is to reestablish the United States as a leader in, co- in combating climate change. And Biden is actually hosting a virtual climate summit this week for world leaders of 40 different countries to meet and to talk about climate change, talk about what's working in their own countries, and kind of just lend support to each other as we, we try to you know, figure this out together as a global community. And the, the goal of the summit is to get countries in the EU, as well as China and India, for example, to set goals for themselves to combat climate change that are achievable yet will still be pushing themselves to to try to make some real change here. And this is a very collaborative way to fight climate change. And you know, I'll be talking about this in the analysis, but you know, this is a very different stance that we've had in the past four years with our previous president. And we're not getting into it too much, but there's a huge takeaway for Biden to plan this summit and to invite as many world leaders as he did. So we'll be sure for, to talk about that in part two. Now that the news recap has been done, and you know that D-Cubed is on happening this week and the news analysis will be in part two, let's get right into the interview that I had with Brendan today. And it's probably the one that I have probably one of the ones I've laughed the most at I would say it was just really great to you know talk with Brendan again somebody I haven't actually had a chance to talk to since we all got sent home you know last year from the pandemic so it's just a really great way to connect with him and to hear what he's doing and I hope you all enjoy the conversation that we got to have I'm even more excited for part two so if that's any reason to continue listening right now and to hear what he has to say in part one um just so you're caught up in part two I definitely recommend you, you sticking this out And just to get you all hyped up for the interview that I have with Brendan, there was something that we talk about in it that I actually got to experience or sort of experience this week. And it was the craziest thing, like, because Brendan and I, we did this interview like a few weeks ago. We recorded everything. And um, it was just so weird that the stars aligned the way they did that this like thing happened. And I was so fine. I was texting him about it. I was like, would you believe me right now if I told you that blah, 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 blah. And, um, he did not believe me at first and told me to get, to get a picture of it. And, um, I unfortunately was not successful in getting a picture, but that's the size of the point. So I'm just going to throw this little, you know, teaser in there now to keep your attention, you know, with me here. And at the end of Brendan's interview, I'll share what it is that happened this week. And I'm planning on doing the whole story in part two. Um, I feel like I'm like such a TikToker right now saying like, like for part two, but, um, <laughs> I kind of, again, want to just focus on like the more important things in this first part of the episode with what talked about this week and you know we will get it we'll hear it at some point and just another reason to tune into part two to you know, of course hear what brendan would have to say about the environment and the republican party and of course getting to hear my little story as well so without further ado let's hear what brendan had to say today Today's guest on In the Aisle is somebody who I actually met well at CNAs and will be graduating, hopefully there this May, if things go according to plan. He is extremely involved on campus and has a true passion for politics. And now I'll let him introduce himself and take it over. So, Brendan, whenever you're ready, go right ahead.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Christina, for uh, having me. This is a really cool thing. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. To And, um, yeah, so I'm Brendan Flaherty. I'm a senior politics major up at St. Anselm College in Manchester. Christina and I have taken a lot of classes together, um, and it's good to reconnect this way. And um, I think in our time at St. A's, we've done everything the IOP has to offer from the ambassador program to politics and eggs. I think I have 14 of them. Just so many things going on up there. I am uh, involved right now in an internship um, with the American Conservation Coalition, um, which is a conservative think tank that's down in Washington, D.C. Um, I've been able to work with them remotely. And uh, we're really about getting climate change on the Republicans' agenda, because at the end of the day, you can't really, as, as any candidate, uh, run a climate change denial platform. We've kind of moved beyond that um, in our national conversation, and this is really about making conservation and green policy um, appetizing for Republicans. And it offers a healthy contrast to what's already being put out on the Democratic side, because that's really who's been dominating the conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. Great, well, Thank you so much for for joining me today. I can't wait to get into that later and kind of talk about like. But what you believe in with like climate change, and especially with the future of the Republican Party in terms of that, um, and honestly, uh, between the two of us, Brendan, we probably have done like literally everything at the Institute of Politics and then some. And like I think <laughs> we've d- like literally t- like tried every little thing that place has to offer. I think I, you're one of the few people who've done as much as I have.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. It's it's a blast. And then we had we we so it's 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 so funny because I, I started talking about this just in, in people I talked to. Um, or with people I talked to, we we both worked uh, for the primaries, which is kind of the whole the focal point of your time at St. A's is, is the New Hampshire primary, and you and I, I mean, we worked for separate news networks, but we had that that week long high of just being non- right with the news networks, and and then all of a sudden a couple weeks later we all got sent home, and then for you. Unfortunately, it was the final time. I guess
1: I know. Rip. I know it was. Oh my god! Don't remind me. <laughs> no, but it's true. No, but I will say I'm so glad we got to experience that before yeah. getting sent home. That would have been the worst. And for those of you who don't know anything about Saint A's, like. This is what they they get you to basically go to the school because you get to work the New Hampshire primaries for in our case it was the Democratic primary. Other years they have both Democratic and Republican primaries. Yeah. So we got to do that literally like a month before we all got sent home because of COVID. So I literally think think everything. I think the the star whatever the the moon the stars and all that crap <laughs> that we got <laughs> to be able to do that. So yeah, know it's uh, such good times. Yeah. I'm really feeling very reminiscent right now of all of that, but. Enough about me. (laughs) Let's get to (laughs) talk about you is what we're here for. Um, So I would love to know, like, I'm sure everyone would love to know, too, like, where did your passion for politics really start? Because I feel like you're somebody like many people on this podcast who got into it young and you just kind of stuck with it since.
0: Yeah, it's I I can't I I don't know when exactly, but I've always been fascinated with with like, oh, who's ahead in the polls and everything. Um, and that's, you know, at, at a fundamental level, like that's really exciting. And I, I think, I mean, just even thinking back on it now, we back in kindergarten, we had like this, this news reporter of the week thing where everybody, every student had like a project they would do and would re- report the news on something. And I did mine, it was 2004. So it was, it was Bush v. Kerry And that, I mean, I just, just thinking back on that, that's kind of how far back it goes for me. I've always been fascinated by it and I don't know why. Um, it's just always been there.
1: That's so funny you mentioned Bush v. Kerry because when everybody from like our generation, they always talk about like um, the 2008 presidential election being their first like, yeah, like hardcore political memory. But for me, it's also Bush v. Kerry. And that's for the sole reason of, and honestly, it's okay if you say no if you don't remember, but there was this ad that they had for, Job. it was basically in favor of george bush but it like featured john kerry and in, involved like him windsurfing yes. like flipping oh my god. you know what i'm
0: talking about we, and that that resurfaced <laughs> i took a political psych course in the fall with professor uh-huh. and we looked at campaign ads and that was one of them
1: oh my god yeah i literally thought i had it was a fever dream for so many no. years and <laughs> then somebody brought it up in the institute and i was like oh my god like that memory is yeah. real and I just remember as a kid, I was so sad he lost because I thought he was the windsurfing dude. I was like, I wanted him to win. He He's from Massachusetts. Guy, yeah. yeah. So that's so great. I'm so glad that's also like where your drive because yeah. came from because that's the same for me too. So then how would you say like you cultivated that passion? Because I know it's really easy to have an interest, but like sometimes it's hard to to figure out how to pursue that, especially right. like when you're still in school.
0: Right. Well, and even so... So 2008 was probably the one that we all remember like the first one we all, we all kind of remember clearly right um McCain and Obama and i remember in our four, i was i think i was in fourth grade or something you know we talked about the significance of of Barack Obama being elected to the office um and that was just kind of a really cool thing and then i think that's kind of where it started to really gain traction and then mm-hmm. you know Obama was reelected a second time and then in high school you know i kind of started getting involved a little more I, I went to a pretty diverse high school in every imag- you know in every way you can imagine uh ideologically it was very diverse we had a pretty strong kind of teenage republicans club and i remember going to a couple of those meetings and a lot of they had a lot of really cool people there and through that club i met a lot of different students that just were interested we went out and and knocked doors for local candidates and everything and then for the state and he, he also ended up becoming in in college whether i knew I was getting involved or not, or whether I wanted to or not, Um, I ended up with uh, the College Republicans Club. And I I just kind of went to a meeting. And then I met, I I think, you know, Matt DiNaro, you know, we um, another politics major, and we just kind of started working together on a lot of stuff. And and here I am uh, with with different campaigns under my belt, Steve Negron in 2018. And then this past cycle, I was with the NHFCR, we ran a lot of local candidate ads just here in state. We didn't really focus too much on the national races.
1: Very cool. And for those of you who uh, don't know, would you mind sharing, Brendan, what the NHFCR is?
0: Yeah. So the NHFCR is the New Hampshire Federation of College Republicans. Uh, There are seven clubs across the state. St. A's has one of them, and it's I mean it's a subtle brag but we 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 know that we are the most active chapter in the state. Matt Dinaro who I had mentioned before now is uh, the exec uh, he's not the ex- he's the chairman the Northeast Regional Vice Chairman for the CRNC which is the National College Republican uh committee. So um just knowing even just knowing Matt in my experience has been enough to to propel me even further into mm-hmm. party politics and I kind of <sighs> kind of want to get out of it a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm much more focused now kind of on the issues. I, mm-hmm. I found that in my time, I'm much more interested in, you know, the issue based politics rather than the party based, because I think with with the issue based politics, there's a lot more that can be done. And there's a you, you know, you can work with different people. If you isolate yourself in, into party politics, you, you tend to shut doors that would otherwise mm-hmm. be open if you were working on different issues.
1: Yeah, honestly, I I can't agree more with you, what you just said. And I think it's interesting that for people like us who've studied it, I think we reached that point as well. Like all of us were like, we're sick of the party stuff. And like, we want to actually focus on the issues. And it's, it's hard, though, for people who maybe like, don't study politics. And because all you see on the news is, is, it's all about party. So that's what people assume it is. And that's not always the case. So I think my next question for you would be like, when that fatigue hits and like you're so sick of like the party system, like what do you turn to to like keep yourself motivated? Because I know a lot of us are feeling like so fed up with like the two party system right now in this country.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, so I think being at at St. Aids has helped me realize this even more. And I've I've come to really kind of find a way to verbalize this uh, over the last school year. Really, is that we can't be worshiping politicians. So I've always, I, I, that's my big thing is, you know, you need to have a cause that's greater than the politicians that are in office. And for me, I found that kind of in, you know, my faith life a little bit. CNA has a very robust way of, of making sure that you can grow spiritually as well as academically and everything like that. And I've, I, you know, I've found that, participating in, in the faith. And for me, it's Catholicism for others. It may be something else Um, has really helped me. It's helped ground me um, a lot. And that's kind of, it it seems really deep (laughs) when I'm saying this, but, but it's, it's, it's true because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, you know, everybody's, everybody's human. You can't place blind trust or whatever into these politicians. Um, And that's kind of how I came to that. Sorry. Sorry. If that was really deep.
1: (laughs) no that was beautiful that's really well said and i honestly again i I find myself agreeing with you because i think we do worship politicians so much and i think a lot of a politics has come today is just like supporting people and not issues like they just want to see their person win like and as much as we love like bernie and aoc or mitt romney or really anybody else like it's (laughs) it's kind of weird if when we step back and we get like look at like wow we're really just obsessed
0: with like a person yeah like, like oh, it's yeah. kind of creepy then, how like we obsess over people we, like that we obsess over them and then we get mad when they don't do what we want because we think they're going to do what we want
1: exactly exactly so it's i think that also a lot of where the frustration comes today with politics yeah but when you know when you do have a common cause and like it is issue-based like personally i think that you're so right like it it is just more so much more impactful in things like that but you know thank you so much for sharing too with like your personal journey as well with like getting through that because I think a lot of people can appreciate hearing something like that when there's so many out there today who don't know where they are in the, their political journey too and like right. getting involved and, or sticking with it. So again, thank you for that. Now like to, to switch gears a little bit, I wanna ask you like we've talked a lot about like the negative side of politics, but I would love to hear more of like what your favorite experiences have been so far with like your internships or like getting to meet people at St. A's. Like I'd love to hear just like some of the positive things you've experienced as well.
0: Absolutely. So touching on the internship experience, it's we are 100 percent remote. We're I'm working with people across the country and the best part about this organization, American Conservation Coalition, everybody there is under 25. My my supervisor, he just graduated. Um, I'm not sure from where, but he's he's maybe a year or two older than we are. So he's our age. And it's really cool to see all of these people. And and the other thing is, um, not only are they like our age, but what we've been talking about is like not shutting yourself out. Most of them are conservatives, but the idea is that we're kind of open to working with whoever's going to work with us. It's not all about just scoring points, right? It's, it's about kind of building those actual relationships that'll get stuff done. You know, being able to work with th- everybody um, at this organization has been really, it's been cool and it's been really inspiring uh, to, to be a part of. I actually have a meeting with them in a, about an hour and 15. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So just like to echo what I'm hearing from you is that, that, idea that- you know, like, we're, like, working together is what really makes it worthwhile for you to, like, get something done. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. And it's, it's so true. It's so hard, too. Like, we're in such a partisan world. That's, like, that's so hard to find. So, like, how would you say, like, Do you see that changing anytime soon, especially with like, sounds like you're dealing with some of like the future leaders uh, in the Republican Party as well? Like, do you think that that is something we can achieve anytime soon?
0: I think so. The the problem, uh, the biggest hurdle to overcome at this point is, is both sides have to be willing to play ball with each other. Because in my experience, like I've said, everybody's willing to work with each other. We found a couple people on, you know, on the other side of the aisle that are willing to work um, with us. So I mean, it, it all depends on what Kind of the party higher ups frame for us. It's you know we can work together all we want, but if if leadership isn't willing to play ball, Mm -hmm. there's not so you know you can only go so far. But I think you know there is a good shot that in in our lifetime, which is a long time, um, (laughs) for good reasons. It's a long time. I I think we can. I think we'll kind of start to see this this polarization even out a little bit. I hope.
1: Honestly, me too. And very well said. I, I think honestly, there's just such a fire within our generation to, to get rid of party politics. Like we're just all so fed up with it. And it's gotten to the point where I think people, again, who aren't that interested in politics, like are starting to voice their opinions more. So hopefully you're right. Hopefully we can get more people who are interested in working together and you know getting some progress with that. Um, so yeah thank you thank you again for sharing yeah. that now I want to switch to something a little bit more fun before we get into like our the main topic today is I want I want to hear like what's your craziest story being in the Institute of Politics at St. A's? because I don't think people realize as like students we get a lot of access like it was really nice and um to be able to like see so many politicians there but like there are just some really weird things that yeah. happen with like yep. people there that like no one would ever think about so i know you were really involved like me so i would love to hear of a story that maybe even i haven't heard before so, about like experience you've had
0: yeah, there are there i have i have a couple different stories going around in my head right now um <laughs> and before we go any further I, i'd like to shout out um the ambassador program and jen and ryan and all of us, Abby, um, who's my co-chair on the Civic Engagement Committee. This group of ambassador co-chairs, especially Christina, is such a tight group. I mean, we will oh, sit so in the conference room with Neil every Monday and Wednesday. And it's just, it's it's awesome. Um, you know, it, it's the tightest I think it's ever been. So shout out to all of them. And if they're listening, I hope, I, I hope they're <laughs> you, better be. <laughs> you better be. I better know be. some of you. You better be <laughs> listening to this. Honestly. Um, <laughs> The one that I had, there was one that I had, and then a crazy experience that some of my roommates had with Vermin Supreme, but I'll stick to the one that I, that I have had for now. And that um, I was working the TV studio. Um, You, you work the TV studio Mm -hmm. back there. It's maybe eight in the morning and the TV hit is with Andrew Yang. And I get a call. He's, he's, he's late for his hit. And I was like, okay, he's probably caught up somewhere. I get a call from the video link studio and they're saying, "Hi, um, Andrew Yang is is on campus, but he can't find the studio." I go, "Okay, great." Um, so they give me his manager's number, you know, his campaign manager's number. I call him. It was, "Yeah, we're um we're up by uh, it says Father Father Bernard Court." So Andrew Yang was up in Uppers, uh, where <laughs> oh where God. everybody <laughs> everybody likes For, to go. Yeah. Um,
1: For context, there, this is where all the seniors live. And this is where people tend to spend their Saturday evening time. uh, With one and Friday evening
0: time, yeah. Early Sunday morning. Uh, (laughs) Oh my god! Like oh no. So uh, so I'm like okay. I gave him directions to the IOP. Ten minutes goes by. I was like, okay, it does not take ten minutes to get from there to the. So this is the other context: is that the Video Link Studio is at the other end of campus, right? So. At the other it's at the bottom of the hill. You got to go through all the campus back roads to get there. So it's like, OK, it does not take 10 minutes to, to get here. I call the manager again. He goes, yeah, no, we're outside. We're on by by uh, St. Benedict Court, which is the apartments um, in, the, in the lower part of campus. Um, and I go, OK, great. Well, do you want to come to the other side and come in? He goes, yeah, Andrew Yang's, he, you know, Andrew's just warming up right now. He's doing jumping jacks. So um, insider info, Andrew Yang likes to do jumping jacks before any of his TV appearances
1: that's well, good for him i would have paid actual money to see that happen I, yeah. in, in lowers that's so <laughs> funny um but yeah that's i can i'm just trying to picture this like him just like in the in the courtyard like right. trying to figure out where to go but that's so funny oh my god thank you so much for sharing that and if we have time at the end i know it's not your story but I we might have to hear the verma supreme oh, story sure. because i'm sure i'm sure it's incredible <laughs> um to give you all some context there before we completely switch gears, um, Vermin Supreme is a man who has been running for president for God knows how long. And you probably have seen a picture of him online, but he wears a boot on his head, just to give you some context there. Um, and he has actually been banned from our Institute of Politics. And I won't I won't share the story of why he got banned, if that's part of the, your story, Brendan. But I just want to make sure
0: before going yeah, forward. Yeah, we, we'll talk about that after
1: okay so we're gonna save that for later because it is it is it is is, is worth it it is worth listening to Yeah.
0: yeah it's oh my god wow
1: wow so so funny that wraps up part one of my conversation with brendan Again, be sure to stay tuned for part two that's coming up this Sunday. Brendan will be talking about climate change and the Republican Party, which I think was super fascinating. And we had a really great conversation that I'm very excited for you all to take a listen to. So again, be sure to listen to that when it comes out on Sunday. So now that we've reached the end of part one of my conversation with Brendan, um, I'm going to share with you all that, you know, my, my thing that happened this week has to do with somebody that, you know, Brendan mentioned and brought up in this episode. So uh, there's not many people that he did mention. So the pool of people you can think of isn't that big. But I'll just leave it at that for now. And <laughs> I'll talk about it in part two because we, you know, we get into a little bit more about this person in part two anyway. So we'll just save it for then. But I can just say that, you know, I was shocked this week when, um you know, I saw this person. So I'll I'll leave it at that. And you can try to put the puzzle pieces together for yourself to figure out who it was. We are now at the end to get another episode of In the Isle. So remember, part two, we'll be hearing the analysis of what I talked about this week, as well as Brendan's second half of his interview. And I will be disclosing a little bit of what I have planned for May if all things go according to plan as well. So definitely you're not going to want to miss that. The very last thing I'm going to throw in right now is that there was a news update that came from the Senate this week, of course, right after I finished filming this whole episode. So I am going to throw it into part two because it fits in extremely well with the theme of this week entitled this episode, which of course was finally in all uppercase letters. So be prepared to get a, some new information in part two, again, along with the analysis in the second half of Brendan's conversation that we got to have together. As always, I've been your host, Christina. It's been an absolute pleasure making this podcast for you all. And I can't wait for you all to join me this Sunday in the aisle. Take care, everybody. Have an awesome weekend.